Um, hey, Nick, I found out something really funny today. Did you? Well, it's the wrong time of year to be talking about this. Don't. It's not Christmassy, is it? I found out about a priest called Father Christmas. <laughs> wow. A priest called Christopher Moss. I mean, that's just perfect, isn't it? <laughs> Father Christmas. <laughs> it's just every time I say it, it makes me laugh. It's just so ridiculous. Poor guy. <laughs> no Christmas chat. This week on Whiskey and Things, we are trying our first Indian whiskey. The Paul John edited single malt whiskey. And she's back. I chat to singer, actress and radio presenter Sam Lavery. Isn't she from the X Factor? <laughs> Don't you label her again, Dave. Don't you label her. <laughs> and of course, we are very busy on our social networking and provide some extra content for you. So if you enjoy the show, please let us know over on Facebook and Twitter at Whiskey and Things and on Instagram at Whiskey and Things Podcast. And remember to rate, review and subscribe on all your favourite podcast platforms. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 21 of the Whiskey and Things Podcast. I am Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome. You've said it's episode 21, right? Yeah, definitely said that. Good. Good work, Dave. We're off to a great start. You're welcome. I've done my research for this week. You have done your research. Is that all you've yeah, had to yeah, do I knew this it week? was episode 21. Yes. I knew it was episode 21, so we're fine and dandy. Good, good, good. I'm going to leave you to it now. See you later. Cheers, dude. Right, um, <laughs> we've got loads, loads to uh, fit into this week's show. So to be honest, yeah, so we just jog on into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, David, we've got loads to do, which is why I've hurried it up a bit. Apologies. We will lay back a bit later on and have a chat. Um, but before we dive so, into this week's drama, I'm okay, by the way, but don't worry about it. Anyway. Did you ask me? Did you ask me? I didn't, no. Oh, well, there you go, then. <laughs> but normally you ask me. But anyway, carry on. I'll ask you later in the outro. Oh, great idea. Yeah? Let's have a chinwag then. Anyway. Dave, what's up? There you go. <clears throat> Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Um, because this week... I have been, or over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to wake up my whiskey nose, Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Using the standalone module from the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy called Wake Up Your Whiskey Nose. I did kind of ruin it, you know, <laughs> what I said before that kind of gave the, uh, gave the name away there. Did you know, Dave, that smell is very important? No, smell is very important. Uh, most of our flavour comes from our smell. How many I don't percentage? know what percentage. Yes, yeah, like 80. Uh, what, 80? I was going to yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, 80 to 95% there it of is. flavour comes from our sense of smell. Yes. I did know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this module, Wake Up Your Whiskey Nose, the whole purpose of it is to help you develop your ability to recognise smells, aromas and tastes of the whiskey, you see, which is something I really right. need to work on, you know, instead of just Does it hurt? smoky every it, week. Is, is it a process that hurts? Waking up your whiskey nose. If it, to me that feels like you're like snorting whiskey. Do it. <laughs> that would probably work. <laughs> or uh, yeah, or, or you know, you're going to end up looking like Jared Depardieu with a big red nose. Jared Depardieu. I can never say what his name. It's a great name, though. Isn't it's it? a great name, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes about this in several ways. Firstly, you need to know how your nose works, Dave. So it breaks down the anatomy of your nasal cavity, or as I now know it. 
the peripheral olfactory system. But then you knew that already. Then you knew that I did know that. Yeah. I did know that. You're right. Yeah. Are you saying old factory? No, it sounds like that. Old factory. (laughs) O-L factory. (laughs) Old factory. Right. O-L-F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. Okay. I I generally thought you were talking about the old factory. Yeah. No, it sounds like that. Old factory. The old factory system. I miss that old factory system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't can't go back. They got rid of it. Can't go back. <laughs> yeah. So they teach you all about the anatomy there. And then they also educate you in something that's called the limbic system, which is the area of your brain which deals with emotions, memories, and stimulation, Dave. Mm. And arousal. Um, because how you're feeling when you smell an aroma for the first time dictates whether or not your brain will retain that smell in your long-term memory. Yeah. How I'm feeling. Yes. So whether you're enjoying the smell, but also if the smell is maybe poisonous or dangerous to you, you'll also remember it as a danger as well. So if something has a really, new, like if, if I'm in a really neutral mood and I get a smell, I probably won't remember it. No, you're not going to remember it. Which is, you know. That's really interesting. It makes sense. Very logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you remember stuff like, you might remember the perfume of a past flame. You know, is this why we can remember Band Aid because it's at a time when we're bleeding, so therefore, possibly, yeah. I mean, I remember there's a there's one smell. I used to be a mechanic, Dave. You remember this? Yeah, before I knew you. But there's one smell, which was the most horrific smell I've ever smelt. (laughs) (laughs) It was automatic gearbox fluid. Yeah, right. I smelled that when I was 15, 16. I've never been able to forget that smell. It's the most horrific, toxic smell I've ever, you know, which is basically like, stay away from it, you know? So that's gone into my long-term memory as, do not go near anything with that kind of smell. But then, like, when I smell rosemary, I immediately think of my nan's house. Nothing else. I've, mm. I've smelled it for years and years because she would be roasting the uh, lamb whenever we'd go over for Sunday lunch. And that's, that's a good memory for me. But that's, like, one of the first memories. So, yeah, it's basically a guide to building up your flavour memories and comparing them and triggering those memories, basically. So that's what this whole module is about. It hasn't worked for me yet because it's a long-term project. You know, it's something you keep going back to. Right, okay. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is setting you up to understand this how This is a to... new project for me, yeah. Right, okay. So over the course of the next 20 episodes, we may <laughs> start hearing improvements in your on-the-nose section of the whiskey. They should, yeah. Because they provide you with a flavour wheel, which is this kind of big round diagram which helps you uh, narrow down the tastes and smells which is really good they also encourage you to start an aroma notepad dave so when you go outside and you smell things you make a note of it and then you try and make a note of what it is and you remember how it smelled and then you try and remember it when you get home stuff like that and there's other things they do as well but which i won't get into yeah it's really interesting have you enjoyed it yes i have i haven't been doing much of it because i've been busy this week but I now know what I need to do to improve my uh, my whiskey nose, as it as it were. So yes, I'm excited. I'm excited because the way they kind of describe it, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I look on the um, on the flavor wheel, for example. They'll have a section which uh, first you want to say, is it a soury taste? Yeah. Then that splits into three. Is it vinegary, cheesy, or vomit? <laughs> I hadn't seen that one before. And then from whichever one you choose there, here we go. Look. So if you're like, you know what? It's quite vomity. <laughs> it has, is it baby sick or rancid? Oh. So there's, there's different words you can kind of pick out. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's pleasant smells on there as well. Why did I go towards that one? <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty more which aren't so rancid. Anyway, so that's a little brief outline of that course. Which people can find on the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. Yes, they can. Um, they're still offering 30% discount on their courses. So um, if you go over to edinburghwhiskeyacademy.com, you can find out more and take advantage of that. So there we go. Excellent. Well, should we crack on with some nosing? Yeah, let's try. Let's, let's get into it now. Let's get into this week's whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get my old factory working. <laughs> whiskey bots roll out. I, I, I'm not even joking. I'm now going to refer to my nose as the old factory for good. That's, that's what it's going to be called. It looks old. Let's, it's getting an older as well. This week's whiskey. What we got, Nick? We're going to India. The Paul John edited single malt whiskey, Dave. It's exciting. I, I've got it sitting here right in front of me, staring at me. Yeah, What's I'm special all... about this then? What's special about it? It's from India. And Indian whiskey is a, uh, well, it's not very common, is it? Yet. I think it's getting there. Um, John Distilleries was established in 1996. So it's quite a young company. Um, they do a bunch of other stuff like brandy, rum, premium wines. Um, they launched their single malt range in 2012. There we go. Um, this whiskey was actually named after John Distillery's chairman, Paul P. John. Paul P. Huh? Paul, Paul P. Paul P. <laughs> As in Paul, <laughs> middle initial P. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Paul P. John. Paul John, yeah, comes from. Um, right. He's originally from Bangalore, I think, but they make the whiskey in Goa. Um, they have a few other locations around the country. Yeah, so this is made in Goa. And that's on the west coast of India. The California of India. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hot there. So, because it's hot, I'm guessing the whiskey doesn't need to be in the barrels quite as long to get the flavour. Look at you, David. You're learning. You're learning. What's that? Yeah. What, what other whiskey could you compare that to? What other? Um, bourbon. A bourbon. Yeah, good. Good. Nice one, dude. Nice one, dude. Yeah. And as well, because it's hot. The evaporation, so the angel share every year... Angel share. ...is very high. We're talking 8 to 10% a year. Um, I just think we should... For those of you who don't know, angel share is what leaves the cask through evaporation. It's as simple as that, but it's referred to as angel share um, because Richard McKeon mentioned it in the interview and we never explained it, and I'm not sure if we ever have. Right. So uh, for those of you people who are wondering what that expression means... Angel share, and I love that it's called angel share. Yeah. Is it the same in wine? I think it's called the same in wine as well, isn't it? Probably. Um, not sure. I that think I think it is. Is I'm not sure there's as much because the alcohol content's lower. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then it's still water. The water will be evaporated away as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so with scotch, so in Scotland, the the angel share is only one to two percent. But in India, but it's a lot higher. Yes, it is. Yeah, and the uh, alcohol volume goes up as well. Right. Um, so this is. Uh, 46, but obviously this isn't cast strength, is it? No, so, no, 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 no. The barley they use is from the foothills of the Himalayas, Dave. Amazing. Love that. Yep. Love that. This sounds right. exotic. Yep. And it's uh, high in fibre and protein. Excellent. Yep. Just what yep. I need. Always need some extra fibre. Copper pot stills they made out there have been specially designed with long necks to create fruitier spirits. Now, because of my whiskey course, I know why they've had long necks. More reflux, Dave. More reflux. More reflux. For a fruitier, more floral whiskey. So there we go. Yes. Let's see we crack into it. Okay. I've got some other facts here, but I'm thirsty. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> get the old factory in, in the uh, in the Glencairn, shall we? Okay. Straight away, that smells very similar to the last two whiskeys we've had. The two Glens. 
Yes. It smells a lot like the last two Glens we've had, the Glen Kinchy and the Glen Farclass. Well, it should be very scotchy because they're doing everything pretty much the same apart from the heat, which means it'll be aged less time. This is actually only aged for about three to five years, which isn't long. Okay. It's quite floral. Same as scotch. So it's 100% malted barley, <laughs> aged in ex-bourbon casks as well. Okay. You know what I mean? 46%. Yeah. It's non-chill filtered. What are you laughing at, Dave? I just blew out with my nose into the glass. Oh, dear. And a little, a little bit of whiskey jumped up and got me in the eye. Wow. In my, in my good eye. So now I can't see good it eye. properly. Yeah. Good Lord. Ugh, it's like, now I've just got big blur in front of me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to stop smelling that because that, that's, it's a very similar smell to we've had before. There's nothing that's jumping out. I can smell a bit of raisin and a bit, bit of white wine in there. Yeah, it's, it it's a lot of very, It's a lot of stuff that we have definitely had before. Fruit cakey. I'm getting a bit honey again. Yeah, I can never get that when you say that. Yeah. But this as well, it's a mixture of Indian barley and peated Scottish barley. So there is a hint of peat in there as well. Yeah, when I first opened the bottle before we press record, I did get, um, initially I was like, oh, is that a bit of peat? Yeah, it's very um, slight. So so they're only using um, 15% of the barley is the peated Scottish barley. So it's very subtle. Uh, that's great in the mouth. Very tingly, smooth, very smooth. Mm. Uh, the finish is quite long. A um, little bit of smoke at the end. Right at the end, there was a bit of smoke there. Sweet, sweet burn. Burn is good. The burn is very nice. I'm, I'm enjoying that bit. burn. Oh, yeah, this is nice. I'm enjoying this. we a dash of mint. Oh, there's definitely a dash of mint mm. in there. Maybe that's the freshness. Yeah, it's very fresh. This is... Uh, Although it is very similar to, to some of the ones we've done recently. Yeah. Um, some of the single malts we've done recently. Again, I think I would, if you were to give me the two Glens and this, the, the, the Glen Farclass, the, the Glen Kinchy and this, yep. in a taste test, blind taste test, I would struggle to tell them apart because I'm not that good at, at, at that. They are all very similar. Yeah. Same kind of characteristics. Same characteristics. Yeah. Um, this is, this has got a longer finish though. I think it's a bit richer. Um, it is quite an oily one. Oh, yes. So I'm going to put a little no, bit of water in mine. Oh yeah. Can I do that as well? Right. I'm going to. No. <laughs> Just like a capful from a mini water bottle. Yeah. The oily characteristic is similar to the Glen Farclas, right? Yeah. It's actually owing to the higher husk content. Um, the barley produces an oilier spirit. Oh, Nick, that water has opened Open that up. up. Oh, wow. So with that, the oilier textures have now gone to the top. So that's where you've got Oh, Nick, that's delightful. I really like that. Mm. There's definitely a bit more smoke of the old bourbon cast chard. Yeah, they're ex-bourbon, yeah. So they would have had bourbon in there. I don't um, think they've been recharred though. There is a, definitely a smoky vibe in there. I'm getting a smoky vibe. Mm. Not too much, but there is, it's a, there's a hint of smoke, especially on the finish. It's right at the end. It's, it's really smoky, like wood fire. Coley? I've never eaten coal. <laughs> I was always too good at... <laughs> it's another Christmas reference. I'm thinking more of a charcoal. You know, like, um, you know, when you burn a sausage. Oh, I, uh, yeah. That's not coal, is it? That's kind of... that coal? Burnt sausage. Tastes like carbon on the finish. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, Nick, I am all in favour of this. Although, for me, the disappointment is that it's just like a scotch. Okay. And why I'm disappointed in that is when we had the MacMira, it was different. Hmm. And it was like, this is the Swedish thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it had a thing that was unique 
to it. And similar when we tried the Cotswolds one, which was English, it had a unique flavour character, which was different to the Scotches. This, to me, is, if anything, too similar to Scotch. They've tried to make a Scotch and they have succeeded. And they've succeeded, which <laughs> yeah. is great. Which is lovely, Which is yeah. great. But I know what you mean. Why buy this when you can get a Scotch? I imagine in India it makes sense because if they don't want to play the export duties or the import duties on Scotch... Make your own. Yeah. Right? So it's probably cheaper to buy this in India than it is to buy a bottle of Johnny Walker or, sorry, a bottle of Glen Kinchy, for example. It'd probably be a lot cheaper to buy this. Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. Which is why they would do it if they're just trying to, to get into that market as a kind of, we know you like single malt, scotch, we're going to do that, but do it cheaper in India. Yeah. I, I guess that's why they've done, right? Um, but I would like I would like to, it, and it... I'm not saying it's bad. I just would like to say, oh, wow, Indian whiskey has this characteristic. Yes, like a few more spices or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like chai tea or something. I, that's yeah. probably... Maybe they do. Again, this is only one we're trying, but uh, they may do other things. But as you say, picking this out from a range of scotches wouldn't You be, would struggle. Yeah, you wouldn't say that's the Indian one. Yeah. It's like 38 to 40 quid if you want to buy this in the UK. Similar to the last couple of weeks in that regard as well then. Yeah. But it's very nice. Cool. Very it's, nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I have, I have nothing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I it just to me, if you're going to buy something that's from a different region, I want it to have characteristics that are different. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, and and it's I'm the same. You. It's the same even within Scotland. You know, you buy an Isla whiskey because you want that peat flavour compared to the peat of the Highlands. It's different. You're not wrong. I'm, yeah, I know. No, I'm not wrong. I know. I'm not I'm going around in circles <laughs> doing it as well. <laughs> All good. Well, there we go. Yeah, well good done. Job. Good job. Worth, Paul yeah. John. If you see it on a menu, give it a try yeah. and, uh, and let us know. It's pleasant. Why not? And, and also, uh, in fairness, what I would say is if you see other varieties, give it a try because they're clearly good at making whiskey. So yeah. They've got a load of other varieties as well. They yeah. Got, are they doing something different in their other varieties? You know what? Just find out in another show, Dave. I think we should. Ugh, things. Mate. Dave. That's a lot of whiskey straight off the bat. That was a lot of whiskey. <laughs> straight off the bat. Thank you if you're still around. Clearly you're here for the right reasons. The things. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do a thing section. Right. What you got for me? Well, Sam Lavery do. I, I couldn't think of anything better. Yeah? You remember her, right? You remember her from episode one? Yeah, because you cut the interview because she didn't like whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> happened. <laughs> There is a backstory to that, yes. If people weren't listening to uh, episode one, Sam Lavery, singer, performer, radio presenter. I met Sam while touring on American Idiot musical last year. She was playing the part of What's Her Name? And we toured the UK together and we went to New Zealand where I tried to record a segment for this show, episode one, together with drummer of the show, Charlie Maguire. And it didn't go to plan because we were rushing it in the half an hour before the final show of the run in New Zealand. And we didn't give them the attention they deserved. So Sam has thankfully agreed to come back and have a chat this week, Dave. Excellent news. Hey, Nick. Yes, mate. Were you an American idiot? Yeah. <laughs> you should have said. So was this girl. <laughs> Welcome back on the pod. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> you know, did you listen to episode one? <laughs> I did listen to it. I remember recording it and it was, it was pretty funny to be fair when I listened back to it. So I'm happy to be back. Importantly though, you know, the issue before was, you know, when I asked you the question, do you drink whiskey? Yeah. And um, so 
Now I ask you again. Do you drink whiskey, Sam Levery? I just can't say that my answer's changed, Nick. I'm sorry to disappoint <laughs> you. But no, I still don't drink whiskey. You know, after spending so much time with you last year, you think I would have at least tried by now. But yeah. it's just not it's not come around, you know? I'm still on the red wine no. hype, to be honest. Well, tell us about your red wine. What what do you enjoy? I feel like ever since we went to New Zealand, flashback, yeah. and we went on that lovely wine tasting day. You know, it's just brought a new, opened a new door yeah. to my life. It does, not it? that I'm, not that I'm drinking red wine all the time, by the way. <laughs> I'm not just sitting drinking red wine in lockdown. Um, well, you know, you could have yeah. done a podcast like me on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, we're all exactly. adapting. The red wine podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that that's my drink. Wine and things. Yeah, yeah, wine and things. Listen, no copyright intended. So, what are you drinking then? What did we have there? It was a Pinot Noir. Was the, the one I think. Yeah, that was that was my favourite for sure. So, but it's just not as nice over here, and it's just like very different setting than our New Zealand vibe. But never mind. Do you feel as lucky as I do though that we managed to go to New Zealand before all this mayhem started? Yeah, I feel like our whole year last year was crazy, but then ending it on New Zealand and kind of having like obviously you stayed there, you travelled for a while, and so did me and Charlie, um, and like went skydiving and did all these crazy things. Came home, had Christmas, and felt so lucky to have like such an amazing end to like a great year. So you went adventuring. I just went kind of slacking. You were just like you were like cooking, cooking every day, cooking in the camper van. Well, I had to cooking with Nick Ken. Yeah, Nick Ken's New Zealand kitchen. It was massive on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was popping. I remember it was popping. Was American Idiot your first theatre gig? Yeah, American Idiot was my first theatre gig. What a way to break into the industry! That's <laughs> how I got in as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it was my first one, and honestly, I literally loved every single part of it. And like you said, we were lucky to go to New Zealand with it. So, what a way to end my first theatre show. Oh, it was lovely. amazing. I literally loved every single part of it. The cast that we worked with, um, people we got to meet who came to the shows. Um, obviously we had like so many, so many like um, of the audience repeat, like came back so many times. Like, um, you yeah. remember that family that came to New Zealand to see it as well? Yes, I do. And they, yes, they listen to the yeah, podcast. They are they really do. amazing. They so they, they they got like they were amazing and they were bringing us like bands and all these things, um. So that just makes it all worth it, doesn't it? So it was cool. It does. It is nice. It's nice to be appreciated and know that it's uh, even if you're having a bad show. Like there they are loved people there it. Who are enjoying it? Yeah, like they loved it. Yeah. After like when you're not feeling it, like or maybe like you say you you feel like you're having a bad show or you're like tired or whatever. When you see like people like that who are like always there and they're always yeah. at the front as well weren't they so it was like oh like their little faces just made me so happy um after that you went on to jungle book yeah i did um a j- jungle book for it was only six weeks i think it was just a small little run that was great as well it was completely different to um obviously coming out of american idiot yeah. and then going into jungle book was like literally opposite ends of the spectrum, but it was quite nice to do like a bit of a more lighthearted um, show. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun, completely different. And again, for me, because American Idiot was my first um, theatre show, it was nice to do like another one kind of straight away. Um, and then obviously lockdown happened and we are now still here yeah. in the same room. Yeah, the great headshot for that. 
um, for the poster, if I remember rightly. Who took that? Who took that headshot? Uh, from the Mr. Nick Kent photography. Oh, was it? Oh, I've heard about it. He's get shady. You, He's shady, get that you, guy. Get your, get your headshots <laughs> here. Get your headshots. Recently, you've launched Sam Lavery Fitness. Boom. Get the guns. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about yeah, that. Well, Nick, you know me. I was like such a gym bunny, even on when we were <laughs> touring. Was, yeah. Um I literally, no matter how tired, how many shows, I was in the gym before we started the day, every single day. Um, and it's just like, I love it. It's a passion of mine as well, just as much as music. And with over the past few years, um, singing and performing and not having time to really focus on, on anything but um, but music and tours and performing, I thought at the beginning of the lockdown, I just said to myself, I want it to be a productive time. If we can't do, if we can't get up on stage and do that, then what else can I put my time into aside from writing and doing my music? Yeah. So I did a fitness course, um, level two and three personal training. Amazing. So yeah, so it's just a new adventure. It's something to focus on and it's another passion. And I think it's definitely taught me in lockdown that you need to just go for what you love. Do you know what I mean? Um, put the time into it. Yeah. And I really do love it. It's like, I'm just as passionate about that as I am music. Um, and like I say, you know that I was like six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I was at the gym just oh, to don't. get You make us all feel bad because we'd all get up after <laughs> night out or something. Just, you know, roll yeah. over, check our Insta feed. And it was just lavery yeah, in see, the gym. See what? <laughs> like two hours ago? Four yeah, hours ago? I just opened my eyes. You're like, oh, Crazy. you're making us all feel bad. But, it's um, got to be done. But yeah, but it's nice to be back as well. Obviously, home workouts have been the whole You're back last in the six gym months now. for me. Yeah. yeah, back in for, I think it's been open a week now, yeah. week on Saturday or something. But it's just so nice. And it's nice to see people again as well. I, bet, I yeah. think it's like, it's good for, it's good for your mind as well. Like, I think a lot of people have either gone one way or the other in lockdown and done like so many workouts and really looked after themselves or they've just kind of, like stopped a little bit and I think exercise and everything's really good for your mind, good for your mental health. And I think a lot of people will need it. You need to just keep hammering it. Like I slipped yeah, out. Sure. I did like three months of running three times a week and nice, then felt yeah. good about it. And then uh, the last month or so kind of slipped out of it because like my knees started hurting because I'm old and uh, <laughs> just uh, I need to start getting back into it because you're right it does feel good I th yeah I, th I start running as well I, I did the same and I think I've seen a lot of people start running and um, recording it on Strava and everything which I thought was great because it kind of give people a bit of competition and, and something to be proud of and show that they were like and seeing their own like progress and everything on the app which I thought was great right, um, yeah. but I, I did the same like the last month or so I was still doing workouts in the house but you know when you just feel like oh I need like a change of scenery because I can't be bothered to just start doing a million burpees in my kitchen anymore you know <laughs> I never want to do a burpee in my life ever again um I have no idea what a burpee is <laughs> so uh, it's like yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> whiskey so there you go you can hear the second part of that chat with Sam Levery later in the show excellent can't wait yeah can't yeah, wait yeah. so whiskey got time yeah, oh, whiskey. Oh, what's he up to? I hope he's in a better mood this week. Jesus. He was in a bad mood, wasn't he? <laughs> well, I, well, you I, just got to stop poking him. Stop poking the bear, well, Dave. In fairness, my understanding is that, is that him and Jeff uh, have been having their own little uh, exchange on Instagram. Definitely so uh, I'm keeping out of it now. It's between oh, them. It's between the two of them. They can battle it out themselves. Have, has there been memes involved, Dave? 
Have they there has been memes. Memes and memes and memes and memes. <laughs> memes for days, mate. Memes, memes for, for days. days. <laughs> right, well, let's get this dude down so, then. See what mood he's yeah. in. He might be in a better mood. Oh, my God. 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 Hello, gentlemen. So, so God, uh, obviously you're here every week, but <clears throat> we've got another repeating cast member today. <clears throat> oh, yes. We've had Sam Lavery back. How do you feel about that? Samantha Lavery has had 20 weeks of lockdown to acclimate to the idea of enjoying a proper dram of whiskey. <laughs> She's a talented young lady, but clearly needs some guidance when it comes to the good stuff. Well, she does like wine. Wow. I, mean, I thought you'd be in a better mood this week. Yeah, he's, well, he seems to be in a bit of a better mood. Well, wow. okay then, mate. Um, well, bearing that in mind, as you're the whiskey god... Fountain of knowledge. It's your job to guide us all, including Samantha Lavery, on our whiskey journeys. So, um, could you deliver us your delicious tasting notes, please, for the Paul John edited single malt whiskey? Paul John edited Indian single malt whiskey. Tasting notes. On the eyes. A rich golden amber. On the nose. For the darker notes, malted barley, embraced by oakiness, peat smoke, cocoa, and coffee, present strongly here. For the lighter notes, enjoy a longer nosing to uncover the sweetness of honey, maybe even sweet tropical fruit. On the palate, peated barley, although subtle, presents confidently. A nice heat ensues from the alcohol, opening up the senses to almost herbal and spicy notes. You will enjoy a buttery, salted caramel, which brings us directly to what's on the finish. A welcome bit of dark mint chocolate begins a long and lingering fade out, ending with whispers of oak, spice, and peat. Overall, not too much to overstate here. It is a very welcome and interesting single malt offering. It is nice to see Indian barley in use more and more these days, as the market would suggest we should be on the lookout for more incredible Indian single malts from the region. I'd probably buy this bottle again. Paul John edited Indian Single Malt Whiskey. Tita. Oh, maybe we should rename him the Whiskey Guide. Hang on, hold the phone, hold the phone. The god has to buy his own whiskey. He'd buy that bottle again. What, what kind of god is he? Do they not know who he is? Do they not know? I know. I thought he would just materialise one out of thin air, you know? Well, it's clearly not a great god, is he, if he has to buy his own whiskey? Well, I think we should call him the Whiskey Guide instead. Whiskey Guide. Whiskey Guide, <laughs> not the Whiskey God. Let's demote him. Let's demote him from god status to to. Just good guide. He's a good guide. Yeah. It's a great guide. It's a great guide. guide. Good guide. Great guide. Dark mint chocolate, mm. which makes me think of After 8 Mint, and I'm not getting any of that. No. So uh, maybe on. there's another kind of mint chocolate. Buttery salted caramel or something else. <sighs> Tell you what, I need to look for that because that sounds delicious. Oh, mm. there it is. It's right there. No, I'm lying. I need to increase my whiskey nose knowledge. If only <laughs> well, that was, was on the palate. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know, once again, Nick, you know, you you picked out a lot of those anyway earlier on. You know, with the the, the honey on the nose, yeah, and you said mint. You're becoming your own version of a whiskey guide. A whiskey guide, yes. A whiskey guide. I'm becoming a bad whiskey guide. <laughs> My parents will be so proud. Right. Uh, Cheers, God. You'll be back thanks, next week, God. won't you? Good. He just nodded at me. Um, Excellent. Sweet. So shall we hear the second part of the interview with Sam Lavery, Dave? Yeah, let's. Boom. Sting me. So what else have you been up to during the lockdown? Have you done any online shows or anything? I've, I did, yeah, I've done a few radio, like they've done like festivals, online festivals and everything, which has been great to be a part of. Very different, but it's been nice that like people have been keeping high spirits and still going ahead with it. Um, I've done a lot of um, writing, which has been nice actually Amazing. on Zoom. Zoom group calls and it's been really nice because to be honest like obviously last year we were on tour the entire time um I didn't really have time to get in a studio or sit and write anything or whatever so I probably had like the most time to write in a long time um I've got a new single coming out soon which is really exciting and the first for a long time too um but yes, I've, I've been writing a lot and that's been just like with different people and I haven't even met some of these people and just created really good like bonds over Zoom um, with different producers and writers and everything. And then, yeah, we've got some, got some good stuff going on. Amazing. So when can we expect yes. that new single? So it's just getting like the last little Beats. unicorn dust on it now. Yeah. Bloop. Yeah. Have so yeah, the next few weeks, it's called I'll Be There. Ah. No copyright to friends intended. Thank you. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I'll be there for you. Yeah, yeah that one, but not that one. No, it's not no, that one, but it's no, no. the same name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to label you because you had a go at me last time. Oh, I was going to But no, it. I'm just interested in like, of course, you were on X Factor and you were quite young when you did it. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, I was a baby. Before you started, what kind of music were you doing? Were you out gigging? I was doing like all these gigs. I just the summer before I'd organised the O2 in Newcastle, the Academy. Um, I did like my own headline show and everything. And I got all the the show put together myself. I was only 16. Uh, I sold out um, and had my name up on the front and everything and got all this smoke machine and everything. And I thought it was like the best thing ever, which it was such an achievement for my age. Um, And I had like not even done the show or anything. So it was completely just off family, friends and word of mouth. Um, so I feel like that was still to this day one of my best achievements because it was totally just like, I'm doing a show. Yeah. Let's see how much I can push it, you know, without any type of like... That's incredible. ...platform. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I did. I was I was gigging like I was doing competitions. I was like a rock pop kind of artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a rock band, like a rock, rock pop band with some guys as well, which was great. Um, but yeah, I was full on just like want an experience. I just loved it so much, which I do still now. Yeah. And um, I kind of was just waiting to be 16 to go on the show or at least try to get on it. Um, and before I actually entered or went to enter, or what, before I even knew it was coming around this year, I had a message from an ITV producer asking me if I would like to go and audition because she'd seen um, like my stuff online, like videos and stuff. So it goes to show when you are putting things out there, you never know who's going to look at it. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's how that came about. And yeah. then I was just a baba going on this big, this massive show. And I'm just like little me, like, oh my God, you know, like a rabbit in headlights. Yeah, totally. Were you nervous or were you just fearless back then? Yeah, I think it was one of those where you're like, 
I was so excited. And I think the younger you are, obviously, the fit, the, like you're so fearless. You're just like, let's just smash this out. Yeah. Um, and I just was super confident in the song that I had. I just was so excited. Like, I'd always wanted to do this. I'd always wanted to be 16. Like, I just, I know that sounds like such an irrelevant age, but I was like, I just want to be 16 just to do the show. Like, that okay. was all it was. Because the age limit was always 16. I think it dropped to 14 one year, but I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, 14's too young. Like, I want to be 16 to do it because that's such an old age. I'll be so <laughs> old then. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so I did it. And to be honest, people ask me, like, if you got the chance to do it, at an older age would you but I I really don't regret anything like I, I feel like the the time I did it was perfect for me yeah so yeah I did that when I was six, 16 was my audition and I think like I turned 17 in the process of it um it was just it was very fast moving like I was 16 and I went to Malibu on my own I went to this boot camp for a full week like without you got your phone taken off you like you weren't allowed to speak to your parents mm. or anything because everything they wanted to be filmed so like you couldn't spoil by saying like oh I've just got through or like I haven't or whatever yeah. so yeah so there's like boot camps and six chair challenges where you're getting kicked off and kicked back on and kicked everywhere and um everything was just brutal like it was long hours late nights interview after interview repeating 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 um but it was amazing and like it was for all it was so so intense like it was the best thing I've ever done and yeah like everyone has different opinions on it but I think because I was so young I did just let myself enjoy it and not really think too much about it like as in um getting too like wrapped up in like the whole politics and everything of it yeah totally thanks lavery thank you thank for coming you. back on sorry You're sorry welcome. again for before it was my fault <laughs> it was my fault i take all responsibility <laughs> thank you for coming no back worries. <laughs> thank you for having me You're listening to the whiskey and things podcast mate that x factor stuff sounds batch crazy <laughs> It's nice sensory. I just censored <laughs> myself there. That's very good. Boom. I might uh, put a cork in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, it does, that, Like it? for to have been 16 and to go through that, like having to fly around the world on your own on and spend mm. that time on your own with no phone. Like, and it, it's incredible to me that she enjoyed it. Clearly you have to be a certain personality to enjoy that kind of stuff and good yeah. for her for embracing it and, and doing well. But God, that that doesn't sound fun at all. I can't imagine me at 16 would have been anywhere near mature enough to handle that at all. At all. No, no, no. I couldn't imagine it either. Yeah, I was impressed. I mean, she said she um, sold out a big venue promoting herself. Kind of like you did with the Rileys, man. It reminded me of your Riley story. Yeah, but the Newcastle Academy is a, it is a big venue as it well. Is, I'm, yeah. assuming she meant the, I'm assuming she meant the venue upstairs. But even that, it's, a, it's like... Th- 300 odd cap 340 cap mm. and that's before the show so like she was doing it she was already doing it at yeah. such a young age so uh, yeah fair play to her fair play very yeah. talented and, uh, and and got a good brain on her as well which is great to hear certainly does certainly does um, I enjoyed that catch up so- Miss Lavery um, you can hear the um, why am I putting an arm in again you can hear um, and watch <laughs> <laughs> you can hear and watch the whole uncut chat over on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. And if you want to find out more about Sam, you can find her on Instagram at Sam Lavery. That's with two Ys at the end. And on Twitter, she's at Sam Lavery underscore. Or on Facebook, just search for Sam Lavery and you'll find her. 
Hey, Nick, why don't we get her on again in, in another 20 weeks and find out if she's had some whiskey by then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ask her to say, every 20 episode, we just have a hotline to Sam. Hey, yeah. Sam, have you tried whiskey yet? No? Okay, okay. see you in 20 weeks. <laughs> the lavery update. Let's do that. Let's do that. Episode 40 or episode 41, we yeah. need a lavery update. Yeah, we need a lavery update. See if the whiskey god yeah. has got through to her. Yeah. You know, got off that horrible, horrible wine. Unbelievable. So, Dave, I did promise. How are you doing? You're all right. Oh, mate, I'm doing really well, actually. Yeah, I'm glad glad you read yeah. your notes there. Good. Yeah, I've got a sing- I've got a single out on Friday. Have you? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No- normally, you would ask me what, what I'm up to this week in the in the things section, but you know, you forgot about that as well. I just wanted to get all the good stuff over with, and then. Um... <laughs> You know, you don't want to lose the viewers or the, uh, you know, the listeners, mate. Well, yeah, I know. I know. It's a good point. And um, so, yes, it's been a big week for me, mate. Uh, my Abbey Road fund hit 10 grand this week, which is fantastic. Wow. So 20%. Yeah. Uh, and new single out on Friday. So depending on what day you're listening, it's out. It's called Little Black Stone. Nice. Remember doing that one? I do. I do. So Nick played bass on that as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm busy recording some other stuff. So please, I, I'm not I'm not going to beg you, actually. Let me rephrase that. I'm begging you to go and listen to my new song on Friday. If it's out already, I'm sure I would have posted links. And just stream the hell out of it, please, because that will make more money for my Abbey Road Fund, uh, which... I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And it's going to be on a CD with the last single, so you can order that from my merch store. Yeah, I'm just doing a bit of self-promo here, Nick, because you know, I, got, I got left to the end. No one's here anyway. No one gets to this point. Everyone gets to this point, Dave. Well. They might not be awake, but everyone gets to this point. Do you remember when we did the YouTube show and there was an episode where we got to the end and it felt like a really long episode? So I said, I bet no one's here. If you're still here, can you please comment the word duck? Yes. <laughs> in the, and loads of people did. It really surprised me. It so is. maybe like, can we have some random iTunes reviews this week with the word featuring the word duck or a sentence with the word duck? Just go on to Apple Podcasts, leave your five stars. Just leave those five stars. You don't need them. If you got to this part, leave the most random review featuring the word duck just to amuse me. I'd yeah. appreciate that. Thanks yeah. very much. Anyway, Nick, how are you? Are you, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Fantastic. I'm good. good. I'm good. Sweet. Um, That's another show in the bag, mate. Episode 21. What are we doing next week? Episode 22. Is that what you're talking about? Episode 22. Uh, oh. No, no. I just said that's another show in the bag. Episode 21. What are we doing next week? Yeah, that's what I mean on episode 22. Yeah. <laughs> I was still talking about episode 21, though, this week. Oh. You just asked me what we're doing next week. No, I said, we've got another show in the bag. Episode 21. What are we doing next week? Yes. <laughs> That's why I said what you mean, episode 22. Oh, I thought you were next telling week. me that. No, I wasn't. I was, I was telling you I'm the so episode confused. number of next week. I was telling you the episode number of next week's show. Right, so can you explain that's what comes after 21? <laughs> Help me I out. It's 22. Good lord. Two little ducks, 22. <laughs> Jensen Button's number. That's how I remember 22. Oh, oh good old Jensen. Hey, Nick, Formula One. <laughs> Did we go different ways? I don't know. Anyway. Amateurs. This was nearly a short episode. Um, <laughs> yes, next week, episode 27, 22, we'll be tasting <laughs> Hudson Baby Bourbon. Baby bourbon? I know. Is that like a baby bell? Is it covered in wax? Mini baby bourbon. (laughs) Mini real whiskey. 
<laughs> no. Um, it's, well, um, we'll find out more next week. We'll yeah. find out more. But it's interesting. It's her first one, which is 100% corn. So we'll be interested Ooh. in the mash bill. So um, thanks to Sam Lavery for coming on again. And thanks Thank to you, Edinburgh Whiskey Academy for allowing me access to the course. Thank you for get, making Nick's nose better. Yeah. I need a nose job. Mate, there's nothing wrong with the old factory. <laughs> the old factory. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with My the old factory. Old factory. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.